0: Emmy Woods here. Emmy, Emmy Woods here. Don't be creating content for content's sake. To make repurposing easier, repurposing, re rep, re rep, re, 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 re rep, Emmy Woods here rep, rep, rep,
1: rep, you're doing Ian? What on earth was that?
2: Well you know I'm off to the social media boot camp Belfast tomorrow to speak at it. Well I'm a bit pushed for time Helen so I thought I'd be smart and repurpose my content into a little song. What
1: do you think? Great. Well what are you repurposing?
2: Well I've got Amy Woods on the show today and she is the queen of repurposing content. So it's all about
1: repurposing. I think it's really time to get on with the show.
2: I think you're right.
1: This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we We can go live. live!
2: Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. My name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and this is episode 22, which is very exciting. Episode 22, and you can find out all the show notes at iag.me forward slash 22. And today is all about how to repurpose your live videos to explode across the internet or explode your business. And as I said just before the beginning of the show, this is all positive explosions, which is great. I also wanted just to let you know about a giveaway I'm doing. So if you go to iag.me forward slash giveaway, I haven't actually got the page up yet if you're watching it live, but. By the weekend, this will be up, and this is really an aid of the, the podcast to get the, the word out there. I'm going to be giving away some amazing prizes, so just check that out at the weekend. That will be great. So today's podcast, as always, is sponsored by my good friends at Content 10X, who are the content repurposing experts. They provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So they will take one piece of content, and my particular favorite thing is live video, of course. They will take live video and... Well, will repurpose that to explode across the internet, whether it's a blog post or social media images, podcasting, all that kind of stuff, saving you time and building your business so that you can build your business, I mean. They also have an awesome blog and a podcast, which is just over 100 episodes, which is great. So just go to content10x.com and you can find out all about that. So on today's show, this is really cool because I've got the founder of Content 10X, Amy Woods, who's a really good friend of mine on the show. And I'm really excited to have her on. Amy is an expert in content repurposing and the founder of Content 10X. She helps content creators grow their audience by maximizing their return on the content they create. If you want to learn how to promote and repurpose your content so that you can focus on building your business and growing your audience, well, Amy is your person. And of course, as I said before, Amy is the host of the Content 10X podcast, where she teaches you all you need to know about repurposing your content. And if Content 10X themselves don't do it for you, then she'll teach you to do it yourself. So she's also the author of a new book, which is Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results, the ultimate guide to reaching more people online with your content. So Amy, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Ian. Thank you for having me.
2: (laughs) It's great to have you on. Very exciting that you got this new book.
0: Um, Yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's been quite a learning curve, learning not not the writing of the book so much, but everything that goes after you've written the book, going from having a manuscript to the entire process of publishing and releasing a book. It's uh, It's been great, but it's big learning curve.
2: <laughs> I know. I've heard a lot of people who have written books and they've told me about the learning curve and the, the amount of effort that goes into it. And it fills me with fear <laughs> <laughs> because at some point I know that I need to write a book. And let's say... I'm putting it off a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I'll give you some <laughs> feedback on how this goes. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Well, we've got some uh, we've got some live viewers. It's great. We've got Papo Howell, I think. He's from Indiana in the United States, which is great. And um, we've also got Bill Vick here, who is asking a question. I love these kind of questions, which is <laughs> Ian, what are you using for your video stream platform? Be live or what? So yeah, I've talked about BeLive before, but no, I'm not using BeLive, I'm using Ecamm Live and I've got lots of other stuff going on. I've got Stream Deck, I'm uh, using Adobe Audition for the podcasting bit. I've got a whole show. I think it's episode four or five. If you go to iag.me forward slash podcast, you'll find out all the, all the shows. And I did one all about live video tools. So anyway, Amy, it's great to have you on. I'm trying to remember how we first met. Can you remember that?
0: I remember it very well, actually, because I was brand new to this Um world of online business and, uh, you know, just immersing myself in podcasts and blogs and things like that. And I was heading out, I was planning on going to social media marketing world and I was looking through all the, the speakers at the time I had just become acquainted with the likes of Amy Porterfield and, and Pat Flynn and, and, and Michael Stelson and people like that. And I was looking through them all. And then I found you, Ian, and I was reading out who everyone was and it was blowing me down. He lives in Cheadle and I live in Wilmslow and there we live 15 minutes away from each other. And everyone else was mainly from the U.S., he brits, but didn't expect to find somebody who lives so close. So I just looked you up and got in touch with you through your website and asked you. I think I just asked you if you'd be free for a consultation. I wanted to just have a coffee with you and spend some time with you, but I was very appreciative of your time. So willing to, to pay, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got in touch with you and, and said, I can't believe someone so close is speaking at this really cool event. And we went for a coffee in your hometown. That's how we met.
2: <laughs> That's right. No, I, I wasn't sure. That was what I thought was our first meeting. But I, I wasn't, you know, sometimes these meetings like merge into lots of different things. And I wasn't sure whether it was that. So, yeah, we, we met in Cheadle, which is my home village. It was so funny that you were going to Social Media Marketing World before you set up Content 10X, I yeah, think.
0: Actually, yeah, I wasn't going to Social Media Marketing World. This was 2016. Ah, um, I okay. just saw that it existed. Right. It looks. I think. It, it was like the next week or something i think it was because you were talking about your slides what you were presenting on and everything like uh. that um but it's a trickle effect because you told me about people i've never heard of like you mentioned chris ducker because you were a newpreneur so then i wrote names down and went and researched more people to kind of follow and, and read uh. on and then chris was doing some kind of mastermind that I couldn't attend but I'd emailed him and said if you ever do another one I'd love to attend please let me know and then he emailed me later on that year and said I am doing this one so that was when I to mastermind with him where i met people like mike morrison and roger edwards and you know, the people who we all know within our network um so it's all a trickle effect I met you you told me about people i met more people so actually i could go right back and say you were the first person i met in this whole <laughs> online business isn't that
2: f- isn't that funny yeah it just shows you the, the power of connections and, and i've got similar stories you know i I don't know. I mean, I, this is probably a, for another time, but it is amazing. And, and Chris, Chris Ducker is an amazing connector. If you've not heard of Chris Ducker, where have you been? But Chris Ducker is the founder of Uprener, which I've been a member of since probably day one, and uh, it's a it's a great community, particularly in the UK, but all around the world. Yeah, just going to these conferences, meeting with people, makes such a difference. And so, if you if you're feeling a little bit alone, then do. Try and go to these conferences, meet with people, connect with me. Amy will be the same. Mm. I've mentioned a lot about what you do, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. And where is Content 10X now? And how have you seen that grow over the, I'm trying to think, is it two years you've been doing this for? Yes,
0: yeah, just Mm. over two years. You've already mentioned very well and and explained what we do, but yeah, so we're basically a creative agency that specializes in the repurposing of original content, live streams, pre-recorded videos, podcasts, and so it's just grown one by one, you know, just the, you started off with the first client, second client, and then that grew in the first year, maybe by the end of the first year, I'd gone from, you know, zero to, I guess, zero and just me to growing the team with the clients. So I had maybe three or four people working for me and maybe 10 or so clients by the end of the first year. And then the second year, you know, everything's kind of like doubled or tripled, really. So make more team members, more clients. We specifically focus on live stream, repurposing video, whether it's a live stream or pre-recorded. And then we work with podcasters as well and bloggers too, but it's mainly the video and podcast content. And I'm diversifying what I offer as well now. So quite a few people would get in touch with me over the past couple of years and be really keen on what we did in the service, but perhaps weren't quite there budget-wise to be able to outsource the content repurposing to us and never really had anything where to offer them other than please listen to my podcast, please go and consume the blog content and you know follow me on social because I'm always passing over tips and advice. So the newest thing I suppose for me now is the book. So I can now say as well, that you can read the book, which covers everything in a lot of detail of how to repurpose content, and we've got a toolkit coming out soon as well, which complements the book ah. um, with loads of templates and online like video tutorials and swipe files, and you know there's going to be pre-made trello boards and things like that. So that's going to be again, if, if you want to do it yourself versus us do it for you, then get our toolkit and it it just teaches you how to do a lot of things that we recommend that you do in the process of repurposing content. So that's coming out soon. So it's exciting because it's diversifying from only the service to other ways that we can help people, which isn't just a service. That is
2: awesome. So yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about on this show, we're going to be talking about tips and techniques for all budgets, whether you're just starting off and money's tight. And so there are ways that you can do it yourself, but there are also ways that actually, do you know, if you just don't have the time and you'd rather just get other people to do it, then yeah, there are other ways of doing that. And obviously, Amy's Content Annex is is one way of doing that, right? which mm-hmm. is great. So, how can people find out? And I always ask this at the end, but just all that stuff, all that new stuff, the, the, these um, tools and the, the things that you're you're developing. How can people find out about that?
0: So, really, still just through the website contentannex At the moment, it's it's more about the book. But if you if you pre order the book, so it's on pre order at the moment, mm. then. Going to get fifty percent off the toolkit, but the toolkit is in development, so it's not quite ready yet. Yeah. So that's later this year. So we'll have lots on the website when it's ready for purchase. But mm. right now, it's more just um the bonus discount for anyone who who goes yeah, okay. ahead and pre-orders the book, basically. So it's more to come on that. <laughs>
2: that's 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 cool. That's cool. So we've got yeah, we've got some more comments. So Gregor Hillman's here. Hi, Gregor. It's great to have you here. Upena is a great conference. Are you going to, Gregor, I don't know whether you're going. To, and he also says, congratulations on the book.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: in terms of live video, in your experience doing live video and also with the clients you work with, do you feel nervous or do you, do you find a lot of your clients get really nervous when it comes to live video?
0: Well, we work with a couple of different clients who are on, I suppose, different stages of their experiences with live. So Sometimes we work with clients who've been doing it for a while and you can you can notice that because they're more, you know, they're calmer and more confident and and you can tell that they've been doing it for a while. But then when we work with our clients and they say, you know, I'm starting to do a live and everything's going to be new and, and you know, getting the tech set up and things like that. I think the, the, the things with them, it's you get sometimes getting a little bit too caught up with the tech when you really don't need to be but it's it's an easy thing to do isn't it get a bit caught up in the tech and then also I think it's then the fear and I have this too whenever I've gone live of nobody joining (laughs) you and going live to to nobody and and those kind of anxieties of of it it not being failed live it doesn't really matter because people watch pre-recorded and all that kind of stuff but if you're planning on If you have segments of your live video that are really quite dependent on audience interaction and that's quite obvious and then the audience isn't really there and people getting a little bit nervous about how they would cope under those circumstances and what would we do if they did have that section and they weren't getting the interaction that they needed. And being able to think on their feet a little bit more, I think, which obviously you need to do when you're recording live. But for me personally, I've not been doing a lot of live videos, um, but I used to do them every single week. And I was the same. I used to worry a little bit about people not joining and used to deliberately not have segments that were dependent on people joining just because of that, which I don't I obviously get take your advice. I don't know if that was the right thing to do on a part.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? The whole the whole how many people are going to be watching you? And I think you, you, we can have two problems. We can either have zero or, or not very many people watching, or we can have the opposite problem where we've got like, we got eighty people watching. Ah, oh, it's scary. These these are kind of normal feelings that we all all have, and I don't think it matters how experienced you are, how many times you've done this. We can still get these experiences. I, I had this relatively recently. There was a bug on Facebook, and actually, I was going live, and I was like, I was ten minutes in, and nobody was watching my live video, and I was feeling like. Billy No Mates, nobody loved me. Well, you know, what am I doing? I was having imposter syndrome, all this kind of stuff. And it was a a bug with Facebook and it wasn't being shown to anyone. And then sometimes I've just just not, I've had to change the time for family reasons. I have not had the time to promote it and I've got very few people watching. But obviously, when it comes to repurposing, there are going to be many, many people consuming that content in the future. And also, there's also the replay audience, isn't there, as well? So why... In your opinion and your experience, why live video? Why why choose live video when it comes to content repurposing? What makes it the perfect medium for repurposing content?
0: So I always say that video is the, the the best medium for repurposing. It's not for everyone. You know, obviously if you're confident, you shouldn't go off on doing things that you're not confident in doing. But if you can get there and if you can gain the confidence, then when anyone says to me, What's the best content to repurpose is it blogs is it is it podcasts is it video firstly my answer is always video because with video you have audio so you video you've got the audio that could go into podcast but with video you've got so much more because there's so much more that you can do and then live stream if video is the 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 king then live streams kind of like the the puts the sprinkles and the sparkle on top the crown on top because I feel like you get everything you get everything that you need from the pre, a pre-recorded pre type video if you plan your live stream in such a way that i'm sure we're going to come on to soon but how you can structure live streams to make sure that you can extract the kind of content that you would have got from pre-recorded videos but i feel like what you don't get in any other form of content that you only get with live is the audience engagement and the the audience interaction the community building so i've really seen people who have been successful in building a community because people turn up every week to that live they don't just go for you they go for the other people that join too and a community is built through live content and i also feel that you show transparency in this in this day and age when you know like we're all a bit wary of some of the the content that's being put out there and maybe a bit, you know, not sure whether someone's the real deal or, or, or as authentic as they make out that they are, then to be vulnerable and go live and to answer questions, to say that you don't know the answer when you don't know the answer and be open and honest and transparent. I think people crave that as well. So you build a community, you can be transparent and open, which people love. And all of that comes from going live but you have all of the wonderful benefits of video that can then go on and get repurposed as well. So you've got everything. You've got the experience, the community, the video content, the audio content, then all the the visuals and teasers and graphics and everything. You can get a transcript, go into blog posts, create social content. So you can get everything written, video, audio, experience, community. Everything can come if life is the top of the that goes in the funnel and everything comes
2: down after it wow yeah that is amazing yeah it, it does highlight why live video in particular is so powerful one and one of the reasons why i love live video over regular video is i think it it kind of allows you to get over perfectionism syndrome too you know you you mentioned the whole transparency and vulnerability and I have to say that took me a while to be okay with and I'm still probably having to deal with it because we're all all wanting to try and be perfect and trying to put across this persona, this very professional persona But do you know what, I've, I've really in this journey of doing these live videos in this podcast, I've, I think I've discovered how much I find just being myself, being vulnerable, being transparent, so liberating. And, and there's is a lot of freedom there. And I can be myself. And, and then from that, I can then create all these other pieces of content so easily. I totally agree with you there. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing.
0: And you know what's the funniest thing? Like we might worry about something going really wrong. So like that that time when that BBC reporter that guy had the kids run in and the nanny run in and all the numbers stuff, and it was hilarious. And we worry maybe things will go wrong a little bit, like like something like that. If we, a lot of us work from home offices and. You Know that there's going to be a delivery at the door or something like that, things might go wrong because it's live, but people actually love that anyway, don't they? Like it, people are entertained by that, and if and it, it, it bloopers, I mean, we talk about repurposing, so you can repurpose. Um, you answering a question and providing a really really good answer that's going to help people you could share that on social media you could share you know images and quotes but you could you literally could clip out bloopers and share that and and people would love that on certain platforms too so I feel like you don't even have to worry if something goes wrong because people love that and I personally really like watching it like TV the TV shows that sometimes do special live editions I like watching those because I like to watch and see if something else is wrong <laughs> I actually like that because it's just funny it just shows that we're all human doesn't it and I think yeah. again people crave seeing the human side of people
2: sometimes we can take ourselves too seriously dare I say and yeah we we need to kind of embrace the wrong when things go wrong those are those are the funny bits and i love that idea of creating a blooper reel <laughs> I need to be much better at that. I, I have had a bit of fun with it. I think one of the second or third episode, I, I forgot a word. And so I actually turned that into like this weird, surreal dream sequence of me forgetting a word. You know, you, but there's loads of stuff you, you can do with that.
0: I had an ice cream van go past really loudly. <laughs> and, and I was doing one once. It was hilarious just at this key point And then you heard like the ice cream van and the noise and stuff. <laughs> So I just cut that out and I shared that on Facebook or Instagram and it, it, it said something like, wait to the 10 second point. And then you saw my face and I swore, you know, I'm not a sweary person, <laughs> but I swore um, the ice cream bomb and passing and people loved it. People like that. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I'm <laughs> empathise more. That's happened to me. That surely would happen to me. You know, it was empathy too. It was like, I'm glad you shared that because that happened to me all the time or could happen or it's a fear I have.
2: Or <laughs> Yeah. And, and if you're watching this live or the replay, just let us know what experiences have you had with this. I'm sure we've all had it. I get really frustrated when things like that happen. And then I would let that frustration take hold and I forget that I could, that's amazing content that I can use for later. Westmore says that happened to me. And I think this is going back to the, the time when there was a bug on Facebook on not getting anyone watching, which is, yeah, it's a little bit depressing. And then Gregor Gregor's giving some great advice here. He says that I always start with the people watching the recording in mind first. Mm. So that's the replay audience. You've got to kind of split your brain into almost like in a sort of time machine here. So that way the start is always tight and we can get going straight away. The live viewers normally take a while to get on. That's great advice because, yeah, otherwise we can just be waiting around for our live viewers and the people watching the future are just getting bored. They're not gonna stay there.
0: That's the advice we we always give. And and actually, Ian, when you came on my podcast, this is what you spoke about, you can't start by saying, Let's just give it a few more minutes. So like, you know, you can't do all that, can you? You can't you just you have to start with purpose. Even if you get a bit repetitive, and a couple of times you'll say what the purpose is, what's gonna what you're gonna go through, but you have to start with purpose, you're right, because you have to go back to the future. Um don't you like you have to go back you have to think right now i'm talking to the future of the people watching in the future that no one's going to watch five minutes of you waiting for people to join and when you see people do that i think i always think it's such a shame because you're going to lose those replay viewers um because they don't want to watch that they don't know when you're going to get to the good stuff as well so people have short attention spans
2: Exactly, and so I, what we what we do on this show is I do have a little bit of a countdown timer, and I, I I always used to recommend against this. So why on earth am I doing a countdown timer now? Because that's so boring for the replay viewers. But then after that, we then have a little bit of a, a pre-show sequence. This is not recorded on the podcast. That's sometimes great for blooper reels. <laughs> I yeah. have to say, <laughs> but the reason I do that countdown timer is to to wait for the live viewers to join. And but the great thing now is on Facebook, you can actually trim your Facebook live videos. So I always mm. trim that countdown timer off, so people to so the replay viewers don't get subjected to that. So on Facebook Live, you can do that. Uh, I don't mm. think you can do that on any of the other platforms. But just a bit of a, a tip there, Carol Westmore. Just a, another comment. Just before we we carry on, but she says, my struggle is speaking live while looking at comments. Yeah. Mm. any tips on that
0: what i always say especially because when we're working with people we're working to repurpose i always say that when you are doing a live video where there's a specific topic that week and something that you want you know you specifically want to get across and help people with then you segment it so that you have a certain amount of time like the core content that you're presenting on don't look at any comments and just be in your zone and present and talk about what you want to talk about but say at the start you know keep, keep the comments coming but I'm not going to address them mm. for the next 10 minutes or so I'm going to get into my core content and then in 10 minutes or so I'm going to go and look through the comments and get through them that way so I feel like you can't do both you're not going to do the best of both if you're constantly looking so you have to train your brain that you've been polite and you've told people You're not going to be addressing the comments for the next 10 or 15 minutes. And you could always say it halfway through as well. For anyone just joining, I'm going to be getting through to all the comments in the next five minutes or so. And then at the end, you can get into that frame of mind of then addressing them. So it's a completely different segment of the show. And that works really well for repurposing as well, because what we tend to take would be more the core middle where there isn't any, co- any dealing with uh, comments and speaking to people and saying hi to people when they join and things like that. Because you've said that you're not doing that for the next 10 or 15 minutes. That's the bit that we would generally take and extract because then we would use that for, say, the podcast episode It's going to become the teasers that we're going to slice into for Instagram and and, uh, stories and Facebook and Twitter and places like that. And that's the bit we'd probably get transcribed and then we'd write the blog post from and things like that. So I think you can't, you're not going to present best and you're not going to comment back best if you're trying to do both. So you can't, do both i don't think you can do them
2: both well i I think you're right and i I think you it's so easy to get distracted so i think at the beginning you can address the the live viewers don't take too long on that because that's boring for the replay viewers i think i mean what i'm doing today is i've got i have planned the show i have planned what i'm going to ask you but i have some flexibility in in it so that if there are some great questions like carol that was that was a great question i was able to then bring that in and so there's a bit of flexibility but yes sometimes like when Rhonda peterson came on i was like oh it's Rhonda," and that was that was really unprofessional you know because (laughs) but but it 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 happens to all of us you know
0: Yeah, and i think it depends on the format of the show doesn't it yeah yeah. this guest show this is an interview show so you're the host and and you can be looking down and looking at the the questions and and things and then when your guest is is answering and speaking of course you can think that's good i'm going to ask that next and and do that i think it's more if you are doing them solo and you don't have you're not doing that format that's where it becomes even more challenging but definitely when there's multiple people hosts co-hosts things like that then then you can have that you can look when the person's talking and that kind of thing. So it depends yeah. on the
2: format. And I think it probably depends on the tool as well that you're using. So I'm using Ecamm. The comments are onto to one side. Be Live and StreamYard, they're very similar. You can get back to them later. So that's something to think about. So we talked about repurposing to things like to podcasts and to blog posts and things like that. But where where are other places, destinations that we can Repurposed to and, and, and why would you choose those? I, I know I'm, I saw recently that you did you write a blog post or there was a podcast episode about publishing to Quora or something, you know? So there are some kind of quite obscure places.
0: Yeah, Quora is really interesting because you wouldn't believe, you know, how many users I think it was something like 300 million monthly. Users on Quora who are going in there, well, it's not just going in there and asking questions, but when questions are asked on Google, quite often the first result returned back can be a Quora question and answer, and then you find yourself on Quora. So it's not always that people deliberately seek that out, but they put the question into Google and they find your answer on quora and then they go down the rabbit hole of who's this person that's such a good answer and then they end up on your site things like that so when you're repurposing to written content so let's say that you're going to write up a blog post about your live stream video and the, the, the topic firstly You know, you can use tools to help you with that. So you could get transcripts, you can use free tools like otter.ai or paid ones like cheaper ones like Trint or you could use Rev. But you can help yourself with transcripts if you want, but like write blog posts. Now, if you write a standalone blog post that is just an evergreen type post that could be put anywhere... Then, as well as your own website, it's a great idea to put it on places like um, Medium, um, LinkedIn as an article. As mentioned, even Quora, by answering a question, if, you, if your topic, if you could slice and dice the blog post down to be the answer to a question. So, there's lots of places for the written content. I think if you're going to turn the video into more short videos, so we like to create shorter videos from the longer video and take standalone clips that on their own are great so it's you answering a question or a guest answering a question or just it sends social media something really funny something really interesting a great snippet from a story or something like that something that is entertaining interesting educational little clips Put them onto, as we said, the different platforms. So say Instagram, but back on Facebook in different formats, Twitter, but also not forgetting stories as well. So creating some portrait teasers and putting them up into Facebook, Instagram stories if you use them as well. So those social platforms, if you are extracting the audio and you are going to create a podcast episode from it, then making sure your distribution is really wide for the audio too. So if you're using a host and you're submitting through that to all the normal apps that people listen to podcasts, Apple and Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those places, make sure that you put it on your own website as well. So embed an audio player and let people listen to the podcast on your website too. So expanding the distribution in that way. Don't neglect YouTube as well. So what we often tend to do with the live streams is we don't necessarily put the whole video onto YouTube. We create more a trailer where it might be, say, a 45-minute video, and we would take four or five really great clips from it, really great answers or, you know, really, like I said, funny stories or something poignant that somebody said, and we'd turn it into a three, four, maybe up to 10 minutes sometimes but a video we you know make it look really good add an open add music at the start Had a closing thumbnail at the end custom thumbnails to make it stand out in search put it onto youtube which is a fantastic place because if you can get a good title and a good description and good tags then you're on a, a search engine so you're really expanding because i always think it's so important to go from social to search you have to think social is great but you have to think about how you're going to get found on search as well So the blog post and the writing, the YouTube, that's all search, and that's going to help you. Pinterest is a search engine as well, so if you think you have an audience there, creating some pins, like some stills of the video, some quotes from the video, can you can even put videos over there anyway. So snippets of video, it's a search engine. You want to get found on search, and you think your audience are there, don't neglect it. And let people. If you have a weekly live, then you are letting people know that this came from the weekly live, come and join the community as well, and get people to get involved in that way. But yeah, I just think you have to expand so much. But remember that you put so much effort into the original piece. Most of what you want to say, what your message is, what you're trying to communicate, it's there. It's just finding the different ways and trying to put in place systems that you do a similar process every time so you're not constantly scratching your head wondering how you're going to get it on these different places because you just get a system that works for you and then follow that system um every week or every two weeks whatever is best for you
2: wow so much stuff that i've got so many other questions i think what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to get you back on the show and i'll ask all these other questions that are popping into my head you know one of them was you know like briefly answer this which is you know why publish on medium as well as your blog, you know, surely that's kind of duplicate content.
0: The way I see it, it's tapping, it depends how much traffic you get, doesn't it, to your, to your blogs, because it's tapping into an existing traffic source. So especially if you're starting out and you don't have an awful lot of traffic, then it's great to put your blog post on your website, of course, and, and what I always recommend, best practice is that you put the blog post on your website first and you give it a good few weeks different experts say different things on this some people say give it two or three weeks somebody recently came on a podcast and said give it three months but (laughs) um but you give it in a certain amount of time to to rank as the the original place that that content was but there's no such thing as duplicate content in terms of penalization you you don't get penalized in any way for putting the same article onto linkedin or onto medium you just want to make sure that it ranks as the place that it originally was but then I kind of see it often that if you don't get any traffic or much traffic to your website, and it is hard, especially at first, then it's a shame that it's somewhere that, yes, it's your lap, but no one goes on your lap. So it's a bit like um, putting a, a sign on the a billboard on a main highway, which is medium, or being really like dead set on having it on your little farm on a country track off. <laughs> the the yeah, I um and i know of course we want people on our website because we don't want people to to look at what else we have to offer in our our other content and hopefully sign up to maybe some kind of lead magnet and get into our sales funnels and things like that of course we want to do that but if they're not going to find you and um, because they're not going to come there then it's great if you get found on somewhere like medium because people still wonder who wrote this this is great oh who is this person i'll google them mm. I'm on their website now, so people still come to you. And um, I've exper- I've experimented a little bit with this myself. And funnily enough, on say Medium, I get more claps, which is uh, what they do over there, like they clap you. I get more claps on Medium than I do get comments on my blog. Um, and I also get people who fill in my contact form because they read my article on Medium. Wow.
2: So That, that yeah. is cool. So, yeah, there's, I mean, what I would say to people watching or listening, you know, th- these are all amazing things that you can think about. But don't get overwhelmed. Just start off small. You know, what, I, what I've got is I've got a whole a process for all the things that I want to do in terms of like repurposing, but I'm not implementing all of them. Starting off with one or or two, we've got some uh, some great comments. People are people are kind of saying brilliant tip. Uh, That was Carol saying that. Uh, DD Wright says this is good stuff. So uh, it's really (laughs) resonating with a lot of people here. But it is time for me to bring in our second sponsor, which is none other than eCam Live, which is what I use every week to broadcast. This show. Uh, Ecom Live is only for Mac. There are some PC live tools out there, such as StreamYard, uh, Live, and, and things like that. So you can check out those. But if you're a Mac user, I highly re- recommend Ecom Live. It's my top recommended live video tool for Macs because it's just a, it's a standalone app and it makes full power, full use of your Mac and helps you level up your impact and authority using Confident Live Video. One of the reasons why I love it is that it is so easy to use, yet powerful. So it allows you to bring in guests on the show, like we're doing today, highlighting comments on the screen, the ability for saving the video in high quality for later. I know Amy will be giving the thumbs up for that. That's really important. It also integrates with Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and pretty much all the networks out there, including things like Restream.io. And if you have the pro version, if you want to get really fancy, you can do things like green screen, NDI, virtual webcams, all that kind of good stuff. So if you want to find out more, if you want to download a free trial, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash ecam Live. That's iag.me forward slash E-C-A-M-M-L-I-V-E. There we go. Right, so uh, I know we've got we've only got a a few more minutes left, but just I I wanted to ask uh, a couple more questions for you, if that's okay. Which is, when we go live, are there any other things that we should be thinking about to make repurposing easier? Obviously, structuring the show, we talked about that. Is there any other things you'd like to say about that?
0: Yeah. So as as I mentioned, structuring the show. So I always say that repurposing shouldn't be an afterthought and you should think about how you are going to repurpose it and therefore build the structure in so that you're going to be able to get out even just things like if you want to create some graphics and things like that that have really great quotes and you want to quote some statistics or you want to say some really great things and things like that or you want to think about that and think about the structure and as we said before having the main segment where you may be not dealing with the comments and things like that because that those bits don't repurpose as well into things like the youtube content but also so say you are repurposing your video for a podcast then you've got to think about the audio quality. We can get away with a lot when it's just video, you know, because the audio doesn't have to be absolutely top when we have all the other things that we can see, we can see people speaking and things like that. But it's amazing when you extract audio, how you can pick out if the quality wasn't wonderful because you don't have the video to see anymore. So not getting caught up in the tech, but do make sure that if you can, you're not just using the built-in mic of your computer and that you do actually have, a mic you don't have to invest a lot but a decent mic and think about you know the room then that you're in and some of the acoustics if you're going to turn it into a podcast just thinking about that and the background noise and things like that And the background you know you, you would anyway for video but just if you're going to create teasers and and you you know what kind of canvas you're going to put it in maybe you're going to have the title at the top and captions at the bottom and it's all going to be in your brand then thinking about things like the background that could make them look even cooler because all the colors go together and things like that but other than that no I think just exactly what you said Ian you can't do everything if you're doing it on your own and you are time strapped as it is so just get really good at creating your core content think about that being great focus on quality over quantity so don't commit to doing it twice a week or three times a week if that's going to stress you out and reduce the quality or or even weekly maybe every two weeks whatever so focus on quality focus on the core content focus on that making making that great because with great content comes great repurposed content so as long as the core's great everything else will be great thereafter you'll be able to do a great blog post take some great quotes and you know, all of that, if the core is is good. <laughs> yeah,
2: so true. And I think I think the microphone really, really is important. I noticed that makes a big difference. If you wanted to know more about audio and how to sound awesome, I had Mike Russell on the show just a couple of episodes ago. So check out that at iag.me forward slash podcasts. And I mentioned last week about this new cool app. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called crisp.ai with a K. And yes. it's basically, it takes, it gets, it's like noise cancellation. So if you have your guest on, it can actually, uh, and actually I'm putting you through crisp.ai, AI today. I, I know your audio is great anyway, but uh, for people, if you have a guest on where the audio isn't so good, then then that's good. Qu- quick question from uh, Didi Wright, which is, you know, how do you get started doing this? Keep things simple, really. So maybe you could answer that. But then I, w- I want to follow on question, which is, you know, what are your, your top tools, tips and techniques for doing repurposing yourself?
0: The question about how do you get started? I guess I'm not Sure, if we mean get started with doing live or actually get started with the the repurposing. I bit. think it's
2: I think it's the repurposing, but I mean we have got a whole story, a whole other episode on how to get started going live. So be focused on the repurposing.
0: <laughs> I think that in terms of getting started, you really have to think about it's all about understanding your audience and it's about understanding where your audience hangs out. So we've talked about expanding reach on all these different platforms and we've talked about podcasts and and uh, you know different places. But it really doesn't matter if your audience aren't there. So firstly, I think you just need to sit down and think where do I are my audience podcast listeners or do we not think that they' they consume podcasts? are they on Instagram, are they on LinkedIn? No, where are my audience and therefore where would I like to my content to be? And then if you're going to be doing a let's say a weekly live and you think about repurposing, firstly, really bear that in mind and don't be just creating content for different platforms because just because you can, you need to do it because it's going to have an impact because that's where your audience are. Really just taking it a step at a time and working, I guess, within your skill set at first so that you're not stressing yourself out. So whether that's, you're good at the video editing, so focus on creating video teasers and then get them on the different platforms or you're good at the writing. So let's just initially focus on adding one step And turning your live videos into that blog post or those show notes and things like that. So I think focusing on your skill set and where your audience are and and getting started, I just always say, you know, one step at a time, but make it a part of your process. And, uh, And when you get to the point where it's no longer that new thing, but it's that thing I do, and it's embedded and part of the process. That's when you can think, okay, let's add the next step on now and just start adding more steps as you go. And if you have budget then get help, you know, get, get get some a graphic designer to help you create some quote images or get a copywriter to help you write your blog posts and things like that. So when you get the budget, get help, but still just take it a step at a time and put the processes in place. But don't be creating content for content's sake. Know where your audience are and also be looking at how they respond to what you're doing as well. Are you getting engagement? Are you getting likes? Are you getting comments or is it is it not working? So look at your analytics as well. So you need to know what your goal is. Is it more email subscribers? Is it more visitors to your website? Is it more sign-ups to a particular lead magnet? And look at when I'm doing this, am I seeing the, that data, that, that those analytics go up for my emails or up for my website? So be measuring. Don't be just blindly doing it, but be, be, be have your target and see, as I've been doing this and I've been doing it for two months now, has anything changed? <laughs> and and I, Because if it hasn't, you know, it's probably time to just look at slightly different approach. So, yeah, I think it's amazing how a lot of people they do do a lot of these kinds of things, but they didn't really have any target in mind or any particular goal in mind. And then when it's the question, "Is it working?" Well, it's what did you want it to do? Um, I don't really know, <laughs> and I didn't measure it, and I didn't measure it at the start, so I don't really know if it's. Made any difference now. So it's always good to just know if you want to change something that is measurable, not everything's measurable, but for anything that is measurable, then be looking every week or every few weeks. And, and you have to give these things time as well. Don't you know, do something for one or two weeks or even one or like, even like, I don't know, a month or two. I think you need to give things time to settle in to make
2: a difference that's so true i mean i've certainly found that with with podcasting podcasting you need to be in for a longer game live videos don't take quite so long but they still again to build an audience it takes time so yeah i mean Didi was saying you know how i need to repurpose my live videos and and really just Really, what Amy was saying—just keep it simple. You know, have a have a focus. Well, ask the question: Why do you want to repurpose it? Where, where is your audience? And so, it may, might just be a simple thing of of downloading the video and taking the audio out of the main section and turning that into a podcast. Or there's those kind of things. So, yeah, you, at the moment, just keep things simple. And don't, don't worry about it. Now, I know you need to go, Amy. We'll definitely get you back on the show. There were loads of other questions I would love to ask you. But just as we finish, where's the best place that people could find out more about you? And how can they find out more about what you offer?
0: No, it really is just, it's the website, I think, is the best place content 10 xcom And you can see everything that we do. For the questions asked as well previously, we have loads of 100. And so today is the second birthday of my podcast two years old today so we've got 104 podcast episodes 104 blog posts <laughs> wow and so loads and loads of help and support as well as a run through of the kind of services that we have and then there's information about the book which as we were speaking now is on pre-order so you, if you, you get the audio book for free and 50 percent off our toolkit that's coming out if you pre-order it otherwise it's just available for Purchased as normal from twenty third of October. Probably hang out the most on on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter are probably the two places <laughs> you would find me. <laughs>
2: yeah, and you definitely need to follow Amy on Instagram uh, and follow her on Instagram Stories and all that kind of stuff. Is is it at Content Ten X? Is that yeah?
0: It's literally just Content Ten. I was very fortunate. Yeah, that I managed to get Content Ten X on. On all of them, yeah. Yeah, So easy to
2: find, yeah. So so it is, the website is content10x.com where you can find out all of that. And I didn't realise it was your second birthday yeah, today yeah. that's so exciting happy birthday happy birthday to you <laughs> I'm going to go and get a
0: little cake and put two candles on um, and, I'll, and i'll do a little instagram post about that probably
2: <laughs> i'm looking forward to that that's great well i will let you go because i know you need to rush off but uh and i will get back to some of the questions in in the comments and maybe amy if you get some time you can respond to some of the other questions on, on here that'd be great but uh okay. Until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits using Confident
1: Live Video. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.
2: Emmy Woods here. Emmy Woods here. Don't be crazy. for Content, Content. safe. To make repurposing easier. Repurposing. re 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 rep, rep, Emmy Woods wood <laughs> here.